1: Welcome to episode 70 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3 blue belt, three stripes.
2: Phil Coors, A2 blue belt,
1: two stripes.
3: Trey Tuft, A3 white belt, three stripes.
1: Very good. And we have Trey on the podcast today. Trey is uh, one of our brothers from Fight to Win Charlotte. Um, and Trey, let's just start off by you telling us how you kind of uh, found your way to jiu-jitsu.
3: Um, all right. All um- right. I've always been a fan of, like, I mean, you know, UFC stuff. I've been watching that since I was young. Um, But I just, one day, I was talking to my girlfriend, and I was like, I think I want to go to jiu-jitsu. I think I want to start it. And she was just like, go for it. she just said, go. So I started looking up things, looking up different schools. Um, I found the two that I found were Fight to Win, and I think Lucas Lepre was the other one I found. Mm -hmm, Sure. And I called them, um, and... This girl answered, she got my information, and I was going to go for like a little trial. It was kind of far away, South Boulevard, but I was going to give it a shot. Um, and like two, three days later, I got like a bunch of emails from them and stuff like that. they started kind of blowing up my social media stuff, and mm-hmm. I don't really like that. It kind sure. of feels not personal, if you know what I mean. And so I was like, maybe I don't really want to go there. So I called Fight to Win. That was the second school that I saw. And I talked to Steve immediately. He answered <laughs> the phone. And he just felt more personal. Uh, He was just like, "Yeah, man, come on down. You're gonna have a lot of fun. Show up on Monday. I'll be here. Just you know, ask for me." And I did that. And here we are. But if I like, that's like the that's pretty much like the run of the like that. That's like the you know summed up version. Um, I did it because I needed something to help me like deal with some of the struggles that I go through, like an outlet, basically. Sure. And I don't really, I've never really liked to do, like, I've never been a person that likes to lift weights. Mm -hmm. Um, I do play some sports, but I was never, like, on the football team, or I was never, like, the varsity athlete. I played soccer for a few years, but Mm -hmm. that's it. So I wanted to do something like that. And I figured it would help, you know, strengthen my ego out. Mm-hmm. And sure. some things like that because I have some issues. Yeah. Um, and I also have issues like controlling some of that stuff, like in public and with people in personal situations.
1: So, specifically bipolar? Even yeah, yeah, yeah. Bipolar? So I have bipolar disorder.
3: Mm-hmm. So, um, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder at a very young age, 12 years old. Um, at nine years old, they knew something was wrong. So, they just threw me on some Ritalin for a mm-hmm. few years. And then when I got older, um, the first, I first went to a mental facility at 12, mental mm-hmm. health facility at 12. And that's where they gave me the diagnosis of bipolar type two with just manic episodes as well. Sure. And so I spent like six to eight weeks there, got out, went back to school, um, 16, 17 years old, went to another one. Um had some issues in high school, got kicked out of high school my senior year and my parents thought I wasn't doing very well. So they put me in this, um, you know, psychiatric, psychiatric facility to just make sure that I wasn't, you know, going off the deep end. They put me on medication again, which I didn't like, Mm -hmm. it it doesn't, um, it doesn't make me feel like a human being. Mm -hmm. So, um, I hated it. I've always hated it. Um. At one point, they had me on like 12 different medications at once. Um, Some really hardcore ones, lithium, or all, things that when you look up, you know, they're pretty hardcore. Sure. So after I got out of there, I completely stopped taking medicine because I I knew it wasn't something that was going to benefit me or make my life any better. Mm -hmm. It just made me like a zombie, like numb to everything, Um, no emotions. Um, And it didn't calm any kind of, anger down or anything like that. Like It it maybe suppressed some manic phases, but you still got mad. You can ask my mother and father. I still had, you know, outbursts. So going through my 20s, you know, was difficult because I was trying to figure out ways on my own to to do it. You know, not talking to a therapist, um, you know, talking to people. I've I've always been pretty open about Mm things, you know, in my life. So talking to people and then just trying to figure out different coping mechanisms for when you're in situations that would trigger something. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been an extremely physical person. I've always played. I've always been outdoorsy. Um, I've always done a very physical job, never had an office job. Mm-hmm. Primarily what I've done is like work on golf courses, do landscaping, things like that. Um, cut down trees. That's what I do a lot of. Um, so that outlet always helped me a little bit. Cause when you're, dog tired it's hard to get mad about really anything sure so jujitsu is the same the logic there you're pretty tired when mm-hmm, you are, mm-hmm. especially if you're doing it right you know you're extremely tired um so things happened in my 20s that sent me pretty downhill i lost a girlfriend of mine at a young age she was hit by a drunk driver and killed um that really wasn't that really didn't do anything positive for my life situation because i was already like living, me and my buddy were living together in this trailer that was like not good situation. We were working, we were drinking all the time, we were just making not good decisions. But mm-hmm. we were just together. We were doing that. We were doing whatever. Um, so I moved around, bounced around house to house, place to place. Lived at the beach, some lived in Greensboro a little bit, and finally I just was like, I gotta get my shit together. You mm-hmm. know, I knew that I was you know out of control. I hadn't solidly worked a job for more than like a year, year and a half at a time. I hadn't figured out what I wanted to do. I was like 26, 27 years old. You know, I was like, I need to do something. I was like, I'm gonna go back to school. You know, I'm gonna move back home, go back to school. You know, I had got a job. Like <clears throat> when I was figuring all this out, my, I went to see my parents and I got a job. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that was the first step where I was like, all right. I'm gonna go home and work this job that I want to do I'm gonna to go to school I'm gonna get my degree in turf grass management this is this is the start of getting my shit together baby. sure well, that went horribly wrong. Um, I got back here and that process started you know off well. Um, I went to school was doing everything well um, I had a girlfriend at the time and she was extremely bipolar as well and that's not something that mixes at all two (laughs) bipolar people they they can't be together in a relationship right They maybe they can in some crazy way but in my experience it's not it's just fire and fire yeah you know it's just the same thing so we that ended tragically and very blown up out of proportion um i was homeless for a little while lived in my truck but i maintained my job yeah but i had to drop in school yep because i had to focus on getting my life together. So after that, you know, I kept my job, kept everything and just started to rebuild everything. Slowly saved up money, got myself a place to stay, was living with a guy. Um, some things happened. Um, I don't really want to go into that very much. Sure. It, it, yeah, just yeah. Some things happened that weren't great, uh, legally. So dealt with that. Um, but in the midst of that, when I was living with that guy, um, I got in a really bad accident at work. I was working for a guy doing residential treatments of, um, fertilizer, weed control, taking care of the trees and shrubs, just doing all kinds of stuff like that. For sure. those, you know, really high end houses and stuff like that. I liked the job. It was fun. Sure. But I got in a pretty bad accident and my shoulder got extremely messed up. So went I went on this comp and I was in that battle for like three and a half years and that was terrible. Um, not being able to work having to sit at home, not knowing what to do. I didn't get paid for the first six months. The doctors didn't really take care of me the way they should have. They misdiagnosed things, sent me back to work when I was really messed up. So going through that was really hard. So I got through that and then my buddy got me a job working in a kitchen just to get out of the house you know, three and a half years in your house, not having a job. Man, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I was playing a lot of video games. Sure. <laughs> There's really nothing else you can do. Yeah. Cause I, I was nervous. You're in a workman's comp thing. I don't want to be outside doing things and then take pictures of me mm-hmm. or yeah. send because they send investigators. That's not naive to think. My lawyer told me that. Yeah. She was like, they might send an investigator to come watch you. So don't do anything stupid. Right. Don't go work if you think you can. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Stay at home. Whatever. I can't do that. My personality works against that type of behavior. If I'm sitting alone for long periods of time, I go crazy. Yeah. Um, And that works against that bipolar nature because that's what makes it fester even more. Because you get time alone with your thoughts. Your thoughts spiral. You go into worse thoughts. And then that spirals you into depression. And then you go manic. And that's not good at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's hard to get out of that. Yeah. So after I got the job, things started to get a little better. Started to get a little more confidence back. I was really heavy. I gained like, I weigh like 170 right now. So Mm -hmm. I was at 195 Mm -hmm. for my frame. That's just not, that was just pudgy and like eating a lot of fast food and pizza and like just terrible diet. And that
1: probably didn't help with your bipolar disorder either to have a poor diet. No, I don't think so.
3: I think that those chemicals and stuff are definitely not good. and, And just all the sugar and processed foods are probably terrible for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that your brain and body function together, and your body is not in good shape when you're eating all that kind of crap. Yeah. So I'm I'm sure that contributed to a lot. And I was also extremely dependent on, you know, pain pills. Sure. Um, They started me on them in the beginning because I was in so much pain. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't move. It was like somebody was just stabbing me in the arm. Yeah. There was a bone shit that was, um, sticking into my rotator cuff. <sighs> so it was constantly tugging at it and it just felt like glass almost inside. My yeah. Heart. So it started there. It spiraled out of control. I let it get out of control. Um, I takes I take responsibility in my life. So I let it get out of control, um, to the point where I was going to the streets, getting, you know, way too strung out on pain pills. Yeah, for, sure. For your own good. Yeah. And, um, I was caged up. I had my girlfriend, who's my saint, but you know she can't. She's not like she can just make me do something. Mm-hmm. She's my rock. She's there for me. She gets me through all the hard times, but she's not gonna make me stop doing pain pills. There was nobody's gonna tell me yeah what yeah to do you know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's an addiction, that way. Sure. right? It's just that way. And I come from a long line of addiction, so mm-hmm. when it comes to that stuff, it's it's over. It's yeah, game over. So that's why I have to focus. I have to get other addictions. Mm-hmm. I have to focus myself on other things.
1: We uh, we prefer to call it an obsession. obsession. It seems a little, or, <laughs> or a passion. It seems a little friendlier <laughs> yeah. than to say that we're sick about jujitsu. Yeah, uh, because okay, yeah. we're not going to go into recovery for no, it. No,
2: no, no, no. I have a fever. And, uh,
3: <laughs> um, some addictions are good. Yeah, and that's right. That's something that definitely should be talked about more. Is that like. If you have an addictive personality, which is 100% a real thing, and I know a lot of people struggle with it, mm-hmm. find healthy addictions. Find things that are positive to be addicted to. Because there's so many negative things to be addicted to. There's so many vices to grab onto. The, least, the See, I've, I've trimmed my vices down. I had way too many. Mm-hmm. I've trimmed them down. The mm-hmm. more you can get rid of those negative vices, the, you can add positive vices in mm-hmm. there. Like that mental clarity comes way better. Mm-hmm. And, and, and backing yourself out of those times where you're going to go down that dark hole become easier. So, after that happened, um, that's about the time that I started jiu-jitsu. I was was working, and I was like, all right, this job sucks. I'm I'm glad to get out of the house and get a paycheck, but I don't want to be doing this. I want to be doing what I want to do. So, I need to get back in shape. That's one thing. I got to start working out again because I was weak. Yeah,
1: because if you're going to be doing physical labor outside, you've got to be in shape.
3: Exactly. And also, when I was in high school and in my 20s I was about 185 pounds Mm -hmm. so I was a bigger guy I did lift weights in high school but throughout that slump and stuff you lose all that sure so to get back from you know 195 I was getting out of the house I was running I was doing physical activity and one day like I said I was just sitting there talking with my girl and I was like I really want to do jujitsu and maybe it's Listening to all the podcasts I've listened to, watching UFC. It's
2: a slow brainwash Uh, for the podcast. Yeah. Just
3: people talking about the benefits of it. That's really what it was. Joe Rogan, God, I know that's the most cheesiest thing to say. No, it's Kevin Jockers got me into it. Yeah, but because he has so many of those influential jujitsu people in his life, he talks about it a lot. And then you go watch them and you hear them talk about Mm -hmm. it. And they always talk about mental clarity and positive mental attitude and, and those benefits that you can get. And I was like, okay. they talk that much shit about how much mental relief you can get, it's gotta be worth it. Right. Plus the ego thing that, that I don't talk about that a lot because I'm ashamed of it, but I have a terrible ego and it's because I was raised from being like in a predominantly poor area and, and not really having anything and not fitting in anywhere. Like I'm the white boy. Um, you know, that, that doesn't conform with the other white boys, and I always fit in in the other sections. And then you go to the richer side of town, because my dad created a business and had some money, and you don't fit in with those kids at all. Right. And so, like, you know, like, I, that
2: was just... In which way is the ego bad?
3: Well, because growing up like that, you always are in conflict, because you don't fit in anywhere. So you're fighting. So I did a lot of fighting. So I developed an ego. Like, I'm this badass dude because I can beat people up. Or I beat people up when I was younger. Mm-hmm. When that's false, I'm right. not a badass dude. I'm the softest motherfucker you know, dude. I don't mm-hmm. want to hurt people. I don't want to inflict any pain on anybody. I don't want to watch people get hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't like that shit. The only thing that I can do that's violent is hunt and kill animals to eat. Sure. That's about as violent as I get. And yeah. I think that the only way I'll do that is to eat. Yeah, right. It's not for sport. I don't sure. do that for sport. So, like... I don't want to inflict pain on people, and acting like I can do that, and I'm just such a cool, good, cool guy, mm-hmm. is is humiliating. Mm-hmm. And so, getting over that was something that I needed, and I knew that that was another thing that was talked about quite a bit. They were like, "If you got any ego, bro, it's gonna get the, it's gonna get beat out of you quick." Yeah. And that's what I wanted. So I tried to approach this adventure with an open mind and an open, you know, atmosphere as far as like. Not getting frustrated and knowing that this is not my world. And it was very clear. Yeah, yeah. 30 seconds into it. Sure. It was extremely clear. (laughs) 30 seconds into it, I could get killed in 10 seconds by anybody in this building. And there's not one thing I can do about it. So you better just fucking fit in. Yeah. And just be the, the wheel that doesn't need any oil just be the fucking just be the you know he just go with it for now and that's what i had to do you know i didn't i didn't um try to stand out i didn't try to go crazy um i tried to just learn as much as i could and keep it simple yeah and
1: for the listeners that's a great approach to have whenever you're starting jujitsu and that is um you know if you think you're Barney badass walking in there, it's it's going to be a really humbling experience, and it can go one of two ways, right? You can say oh, I'll never want to do this shit again, or be be like me and Trey and probably Phil, and be like, oh wow, I got to know how to do this. This is yeah, this is ridiculously fun. So it, it sounds like it sounds like Trey, it didn't take you long to get your ego in check at all.
3: The first couple months. I was gung ho, which everybody is when they're excited about it. I realized that, but I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm going to get in here. I'm going to get my blue belt. I'm going to show these guys I'm, I'm tough. I'm going to, I'm going to get all these moves down. Cause I I do learn things quickly. Mm -hmm. I pick up things very quickly. Um, but that, but I got out of that mindset very quickly because I, I realized that that is not a goal that. I'm trying to think of the right way to explain this. In my it's, opinion. It's not a
1: sustainable goal.
3: It's not that it's not that That's true. That too. But it's it's not what jujitsu is about. Yeah. It's not what it's supposed to be about. When you, when you walk this adventure and you, and you go down these roads, you're not supposed to be like, I'm doing this to get something. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be doing it because you want to learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. That other stuff is what comes in this journey with experience, mm-hmm. and so that's what I learned. I was like, "Well, this is. I just need to just listen and focus and practice these moves and show up and just do it." And yeah. Nick 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 drove that home for me a lot. Yeah. Um, He just would always tell me, "Just show up. Just show up. All right. I'll see you. Just show up. You know, when you're feeling bad, just show up." Yeah. But that's hard, you know, for somebody like me. And I don't know. You know, everybody struggles. I'm not naive. People that don't have mental disorders struggle just as badly as I do. Um, it's different. And it's a, a lot of times it's hard for people to understand that it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it's hard for me sometimes when I'm feeling down to get out of that funk enough to get up and go to jujitsu. It get it's gotten a lot better because mm-hmm. I don't I mean, I make excuses and then I fight those excuses. I'm like, just stop being just stop being like that just go man you're just going you're going to feel better when you walk in and you talk to whoever because mm-hmm. there's 10 15 guys there I talked to. Yeah. Hey
1: Trey this is why we wanted to have you on the podcast cuz I know there's a lot of people out there who listen who do have issues who do struggle with similar things from depression to to yeah. bipolar disorder to to other things. And so I think it's important to kind of you know you know we were talking earlier before we started this and I thought it was interesting that you found little tricks to to get you out of that and and kind of get you down a different path and to kind of make sure that if you're if you start going down that wrong path that you can kind of hit it earlier yeah Uh, so talk about that a little
3: there's just you have to separate yourself from like whatever, whatever's coming, whatever wave of whatever's coming on, like whatever you struggle with. I mean, it, I know each person is different and each, each thing is different depression and anxiety. They're, they're different things. And, but you, there's always a point where you can feel something that is going to happen. You, you're like, okay, there's, I'm, I'm feeling down. I'm feeling like something. And so right then that's where you have to, to start. You have to be strong enough to fight it right there. Cause if you let yourself walk down the road, you're going to be fighting with it in that
1: can I take this on the mat? And that is—that's why you fight so hard to maintain your guard, right? Because yeah. if you get inside control, right, they always say you should have never gotten side no, control. It's over. It's terrible. It's, it's a terrible decision. You're so you're doing that to your mind. You're yeah. staying out of side control in your own right. mind, trying
3: to trying yeah. to stay in the guard in your yeah. brain, trying to keep that yeah. thing wrapped up. Because your brain's strong; it's very strong. Yeah. And when you have a mental disorder or you struggle with something, it becomes weaker because that thing takes over. excuse me um so just learning how to do that and i can't tell you or anybody um what it is what you can do it has to be something that you find out what it is like what things keep you from being triggered for me it's physical release i if i get physical release like Doing some type of activity. I mountain bike. I play disc golf. I do jujitsu. I work extremely physically. Um, there's a slew of things that I do. Um, so that's what helps me come back off the edge. Doing something like that. If I'm having a bad day, don't just sit down in the computer and play video games and spiral. Mm-hmm. Because when mm-hmm. you sit, when I sit down, and my girlfriend will test this because she'll tell me she's like, "You've been in the house too long. Go to jujitsu or do mm-hmm. something. Get out of the fucking house." Mm-hmm. Because if I sit there, I'll, it'll fester. I, I, I go, my brain spirals at an alarming rate. And so I have to just fight that thing right there. And going to jiu Jitsu, if you don't work a physical job like I do, I have that advantage where I'm pretty tired at the end of every day. I work eight to 10 to 12 hours a day. I do a lot of physical labor. <clears throat> so that does help. But like when you go, when you do that and then I go to jiu Jitsu, when I go to like a Tuesday class, rolling with some of those savages, those brown belts and black belts and purple belts, dude.
1: They are savages. Ext- they are definitely it's, it's savages. It's savage <laughs> it is.
3: they are, dude. I just want to spend 30 seconds talking about how depressing that is. Knowing that you'll never be that good. No, because they'll it's, keep it, training. it's not, it's something you have to deal with. You're never going to be that good. I've, as good as they are. Yeah. You'll be better. Yeah. But you're not going to be better.
1: Yeah, I've said this before, but one of the things that really pointed me on the right path with my training was Lee. And one day I was rolling with Lee and you know how freaking good he is, right? so cool. Um, and uh, although we got to get legs to do his impression of Lee in front of Lee.
2: <laughs>
1: we have to do that. But, the, uh, but, and I've told this before, but Lee really put in perspective for me and I was, I mean, I hadn't. I was like a white belt or something. I don't know, whatever. Two or three stripe. Yeah. Two or three stripe, whatever. And I I was rolling with Lee. I was you know, I was getting in great shape and, and, um, and he just sensed my frustration. Like, 'Cause he's so freaking good. I mean, I could I can do nothing. I feel like a little tiny baby. Um,
3: Fucking anaconda dude. He just just curls you up and lays you out flat.
1: Yep. And and he said and he and he kind of stopped me when he sensed my frustration and he said he said, Jeff, when you've done this for nine years, you'll be this good too. I don't think so, but, but you know what I mean? And it kind of, it kind of, kind of brought it all. And I was like, oh, it's not about that. And then from then on, like trainings, training for me just took a new, a new direction and and a way better direction, you know, whenever you kind of get that, um, not just humility, but that, that advice, you know, that, that just, just knowing over over the course of time, things do get, you do get better, you know?
3: yeah things get easier and also that's <clears throat> that's another thing um, that i want to stress is very important to people that may be struggling um the fight that you fight inside yourself is like something that you have to take responsibility for so you have to be strong enough and you have to put forth the effort to 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 do this like it doesn't you can't just be lazy with it if you're going to be lazy with it you're just going to struggle if you're going to make excuses if you're going to say oh, i'll get to it later if you're going to do these things if you're going to procrastinate it's not going to get any better. And I can't help you. There's nothing yeah. I can do. You know, I can be here for anybody. I can listen to all your problems. You can yell at me. You can do whatever. We can go outside. We can throw rocks. We can beat up shit. I don't care. Like, I know all kinds of therapy shit. I've been in it since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But you have to take that first step and be strong enough to fight it. So like that is like when you feel it coming on, taking that first step, getting up going, okay, let me just get out of this situation I'm in. Let me just start over. If that's just getting up and leaving your house for a second. Yeah. walking down the street just breathing some fresh air real quick and be like all right let's change the pace change the atmosphere things get stale when you sit in one place for too long for sure when you do one thing too long things for sure. get really stale
1: tell me something i want to ask about um uh when you started really uh being cognizant of your nutrition like when you because you know when we were talking you said you cut out all the sugars and stuff like that was that before or after uh, you started jiu-jitsu
3: um it was I'd have to ask my lady, but I think it was around the same time because me and her both like were like, all right, we got to stop eating <coughs> shit food. Yeah. When I, before I we moved in together, when she would come to my house, I mean, every day we'd order takeout. It was yeah. bad. It was bad. And so I think just right around the same time, it had to have been the same time, I definitely jujitsu inspired me to, to eat better because I knew that taking this responsibility and taking it seriously, like I wanted it to. Well, you have to sacrifice and that's one of those things you can't eat McDonald's cheeseburgers and pizza and try to keep up in a jiu-jitsu class. No. It's not going to work. You're going to gas out. You're going to be all those carbs are going to crash you out. Yep. And your muscles won't recover properly either. You need good food. So, we just discuss one day, all right, let's go to the supermarket. Let's get vegetables, let's get good proteins. She doesn't really eat red meat or mm-hmm. anything like that. Sure. So, she eats chicken, turkey, shrimp, stuff like that. I eat everything. Sure. So, We'll eat chicken and all that stuff most nights. I'll cook myself a steak or burgers or something like that. Um, try to eat vegetables with every meal. Yep. Yeah. Um, no sugars, like no corn syrup, none of that crap. If I do eat something with sugar, and it, it's like cane sugar, yeah. Um, sometimes I'll. I mean, I eat stuff with sugar, and I'm not gonna sit here and try to lie and say not, I don't eat one ounce of sugar. Yeah. Like I just don't eat that the really you know processed refined sugars. Yep. stuff like that and i stay away from all the process like i try to stay away from process and refined carbohydrate stuff that's been processed a bunch mm-hmm. um try to eat you know fresh stuff when i'm at work um they cook us like fresh meals for lunch if not I'll oh go wow get, yeah nice if not i'll go get like sushi or something that's like prepared freshly just try to stay away from sandwiches a lot of bread yeah. um bread's not terrible it's just don't eat a lot of it don't mm-hmm. eat a lot of pasta eat some pasta you want me yeah. to eat fucking pasta. Right. It's delicious. Yeah. The Italians eat pasta all the time and they're not fat. It's just all the processed and refined stuff. Different,
1: different uh, pasta though because oh, it's made with different. heirloom wheat. It's yeah, not yeah. made it's with the... Yeah, yeah,
3: completely different. We can go down that rabbit hole if you want. No, we thanks. Yeah, That's,
1: yeah. We'll, we'll refer you to Joe Rogan podcast yeah, exactly. for that. Yeah, exactly. Refer you to all that <laughs> crap.
3: But yeah, so definitely detrimental. So when we started doing that, we went hardcore. Every day, meat, vegetables. Yeah. And we felt great. Yeah. now now when I did initially do it I did cut sugar out 100 percent I had it yeah. for like four days oh so it was yeah. unbearable yeah. so I was like damn I didn't know you really had uh, like
2: what's an addiction detox. to it yeah, yeah. you
3: got a detox from sugar yeah. that's scary sure. Dude, it
2: doesn't take long like I'll I'll binge on like cookies every once in a while for like a couple of days and like if I have it three or four days in a row like I'm going home and I'm like thinking about it not you know but if I don't have it for a week it doesn't even cross my mind
3: yeah.
1: He'll eat those cookies till the box is gone. Yeah, that's my problem it's too. It's a
2: box cookie a day, yeah. I have the same addictive personality. I've had to give up a lot of different things. Like, I can't... I don't drink. I don't... Uh, I, don't I don't smoke anymore. I've had, I have had to quit everything cold turkey. There is no moderation in my lifestyle, so... Well, that's same. good.
3: You, and that's, it it's... I like seeing people with that kind of strength because that inspires me to do better. Because, like, I come from, like I said, a long line of addicts and my... Addicts got their shit together. My grandma, my father, and I watched them do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch my grandma. I watched my father do it. My grandma mm-hmm. did it before I was young, but I watched my father go through it, and I watched him fight it, and I watched him come out the other side. And so, like, seeing things like that inspires me to do better because there's been a lot of times I didn't want to be on this earth, mm-hmm. but to me, I you know wanted to stay for some reason. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there, there's something kept me here, whether it was thinking about my mom being upset about it or whatever. Like I just, th- there was never a time where I really sincerely considered killing myself. Um, although I understand, you know, walking down that road, there's been a lot of times I simply just didn't want to be here. Yeah. Meaning I didn't want to participate. I just wanted to curl in a hole. Sure. Um, that's a lot different than suicide. Just sure. getting those two things separated out yeah. For people listening that, you know, might think that that's what I'm talking about or struggle not with it. yet. Not wanting to be here is different from suicide. Like there's a lot of times where you just don't want to be around anybody. You just want to curl up mm-hmm. and you know, f- fighting out of that is where like is, you know, taking all the steps is how you get out of those like
0: times. Like sure. I haven't
3: been there in a long time. I haven't been there in a long time. And that's, I credit that to all the stuff I've been doing. Yeah. But if I stop doing it, it gets bad. Like yeah. my one last uh, couple months ago, right before Christmas, when I hurt my back, I couldn't come to jiu-jitsu for like a month or so. Mm-hmm. I, I could feel it creeping up. So I would go out and I would do like walking and go to the park. I'd play a little disc golf. I wouldn't go crazy because my back was hurting. So sure. I would just hang out. But I could feel it. Yeah. So like, you know, the sacrifice for not taking pills that the doctor gives you is like, you got to just go till the gas thing's empty basically. Yeah. And find those things. You don't have to do jiu-jitsu. I recommend it. Yeah, they do. They do. Okay, they do. You so this ju- is a jujitsu. We podcast. do not stand behind that yeah, comment. We do not. So. <laughs> we <don't. laughs> Listen, For anything, it's got to be jujitsu. You can do other your, stuff too, <laughs> but it has to be jujitsu. For your mental health sake, I, <laughs> I support whatever you want to do. Because <laughs> I don't. I want you to be here. Yeah. You know. So if you do participate in jujitsu, you know, I want people to be here because I've lost a lot of friends to these things. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, do jujitsu. Definitely do jujitsu. But also do other things. Find other things that make you happy that, that release that type of stress. It doesn't have to be physical. It can be anything. You want to paint? Paint. Mm-hmm. You want to, you know, start a rap group? Do it. Mm-hmm. Do things that make you Phil happy. and I are starting one. Yeah, because like they say, like, I totally see that. would <laughs> be the best. I'll buy your first album. <laughs> I'll, I'll support you guys. Um, please don't do that. And no, we're not. Please don't ever. We are good. not, folks. Um, but yeah, so like like I said, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I I kind of lost my point there, but it doesn't matter what you do. Just find some type of release because the endorphins and the things that release in your brain while you're doing the things that make you happy are how you counteract those things. Yeah. So for me now it becomes a lot easier. I go into my spouse sometimes.
2: Yeah. Well, I think it's so and like what you're saying with the, the healthy outlet. And that's why I've, I've I think jiu jitsu is one of the best outlets or hobbies you can get into because jiu jitsu has so many benefits from like a self defense standpoint and everything else and improving confidence and all that. But at the same time, it and I've talked about this before, but it made me think about sleeping better. It made me think about exercising more. It made me think about nutrition more. I mean it it's going to have these trickle down effects. And they're not going to be immediate, you know, and there's, it could happen over time, but if you stay with it and you kind of, they always say like catch the bug or whatever, and you're interested in actually improving in jujitsu. And I think that's one of the healthiest hobbies, habits, things you can get into is going and trying to get better at that. Cause there's, there's no downside.
3: Yeah, no, there's, it's definitely a, it's definitely something that feeds so many things. Physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, There's been times I've left the gym on the verge of wanting to cry because I'm upset with myself because I can't do something right or I fuck something up or whatever. But then I get in the car and I'm like, listen, you know, all this is is just the emotion of you wanting to succeed, you know, Mm -hmm. to turn this shit into, okay, you fucked that up, but why did you do that? What happened? Okay, now I'll go through it in your head. Let's do it. So, when we clean it up next time, you can remember. And that's what that's my that's a analogy for my life. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only way I've learned is just run right at things. Yeah. And that's why, like, in the beginning, I was spastic, like every white belt is. But sure. I, but I learned and I got put in check because, sure. because I do run head first into things. Yeah. And so, like, that's why I feel also fortunate to have those guys over there because. They're all extremely talented and they know like how to just calm you down and, and you're not gonna get hurt because mm-hmm. I never got hurt. Yep. You know. I hurt myself once. Yeah. Habits. But you don't they're not gonna hurt you. Yeah. And they're yeah. very strong and yeah. scary.
1: Yeah, no. I'm savage. gonna emphasize that.
3: So if any of them listen, they don't try to kill me. <laughs> but yeah, um, Nobody listens to this podcast, and One thing yeah, it's fine. It's, I'm, I'm glad. Um so One thing you said too, Phil, um, immediate, yeah, nothing's immediate. Like don't go to jujitsu and do it for a month and say, I didn't learn shit. You're not going to learn shit in a month, dude. You're going to barely learn how to move your hips in a
1: month, learn how to fall. That'll be the best thing you ever do though. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
3: Yeah. And when I started like that, like I, um, asked Nick, like I did like a couple private lessons with him because I was just so confused. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted some basic stuff. And he was like, just do this, do this, practice this, do your shrimping, practice these moves, do these things, get your body used to moving mm-hmm. in that, in this way. Cause it's, it's fucking
2: weird. Yeah. No, I tell new people sometimes it's like, you're, they like look and they're like, I have no idea how to do that. And it's like, you're not supposed to No, Most of the things you are going to do are going to be wrong. And nobody's just born knowing how to do it. So you have to learn. And go like going back to his point. It's like, imagine if you would do this for nine years And it didn't really matter. And somebody could walk in and after three months was, you know, doing whatever they want better than you. It's like, why in the world did you do this for nine years? You wasted nine years. That's not, there's no point in it. It's like, you know, and that's, that should be, you know, the motivating aspect of it is it's like, it clearly works if you put the time in and figure it out. And that's what separates it from, I love humbling
3: experiences, man, because that's like, well, like I said, my ego is what I struggle with. Mm. So anytime I can be, uh, Whether you say that humbleized or whatever, mm. the
0: anytime I can you know
3: see you know what it's like and and be put in check basically because of the things that I think or the the, the way that my attitude affects the way I act, I like it. I'm yep. like, okay, good. That's another way for me to just figure this out, this this thing, because it's never going to end. It's like jujitsu, and that's another thing. That's another parallel mm-hmm. to like dealing with like. Problems in your brain and and, and and dealing with like depression, like there's the anxiety. These things don't go away. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. jujitsu, it's lifelong. It's either lifelong. You know, you can. Yeah, jiu-jitsu. you're going to get
1: better at jujitsu no matter how long you do it. If you've been doing it for twenty years, you're still going to get better at jujitsu. Right. Just like your your mental health, you have to battle it. You have And like you found, you found those. Uh, let's say hacks to attacking it early whenever you feel the onset, you know, you may not have known that if you didn't go to jujitsu or you, you may be getting better at it, right? Yeah, well, no, that's at, it's definitely better, better at better. dealing with it, right? Yeah,
3: because the, that's not knowing going through my twenties and not having any kind of just, just running at everything head first and not knowing any way to cope with things. I got into myself into a bunch of terrible situations mm-hmm. and I learned from those situations, but I didn't have outlets there. You know, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't have healthy outlets. I had negative outlets. Yeah. You know, I had all the terrible outlets. Yeah. And so, the positive outlets like jujitsu are what helped me hone them better. Yes, definitely. And also fucking up, failing. Sure. You gotta fail, man. Yeah. Same and, way with on the mat, right? Yeah. And you you try fail, like right? that. That if you like, I can see when people come, how much effort they really give. Yeah. And if you don't try, you're not going to get any better at this, at the, at the mental shit. It's just going to, it's just going to stay stagnant or get worse. Try, please try. If yeah. you help with something, ask me if you, if you, if you see me somewhere and you want to talk about something, ask me, I don't care. I'm a white belt. I don't know much about jujitsu yet, but mm-hmm. the mental thing I have like a 30% handle on mm-hmm. and you know, it's better than most people do. Yeah. And I al- always like, I have friends that are doing, I always talk to people to get their perspectives because everybody, I think everybody's different. They try to make it like lump into one thing mental, mental problems. Well, everybody
1: wants to. to make it easier for people to understand and right. put them into these silos that don't actually exist. Right. You know? And
3: so, like, getting, getting to know people that have different, you know, disorders. I have a, uh, my girl, uh, somebody in my girl's family is close, um, struggles with the same thing. But her but she's different. We're different. We struggle similarly, but sure. it's different. So I like getting her perspective. So I always ask her questions.
1: Yeah. That's that's a healthy way to do it too. Um and Trey, thank you very much for coming on and sharing your story. I think, you know, whenever whenever you approached us, it was it's been a subject that I think both Phil and I have wanted to tackle for a while. It's just that we don't understand it. So we don't we don't know what advice to offer so having that advice from you and having that sharing your experience that means a lot to people out there who who are similarly struggling with things that may not be exactly the same but that that may benefit from what you have to say yeah.
3: well thank you guys for inviting me and like my story is, it's it's not as crazy as it sounds i mean i struggle with a lot of stuff but there's people out there that go through far worse sure and just trying is, it's it's going to get better if you want want it to just try just show up man so you'll, you'll find the connection. You'll find somebody that'll help you. You know, I haven't quite made the connection that you two have. Mm. I'm a little envious of that, jealous of that, not in a negative way, mm. but you two have a tight connection. I see those connections in my school and in other schools. Mm-hmm. So I, I want that. I'll find it, I'm sure, on this journey. Of course, you I, will. I'm very open minded now that I've centered myself. Now I'm just along for the ride. Yeah. You know, it, the belts will come, the stripes will come, the, the fun events will come, the seminars will come. I'm just going to try to show up and do my best. That's yeah, that's so all you can do. And,
1: folks, if you want to uh, follow Trey out there, he's on Instagram. It's be underscore like underscore the underscore mountains. So be like the mountains with underscore between each word. So go out there and give him a follow. Uh, check him out. Maybe he'll even post some jujitsu pictures. Maybe. I'm
3: not super active on Instagram because I like to stalk people and look at stuff. But maybe I'll post <laughs> some stuff. You're a lurker? I am a lurker, man. <laughs> I'm very... Private.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right on. We'll get him. We'll get. Uh, we'll post some pictures and tag Trey and him uh, from today's training. We did an open mat today. That was very uh, fun. But thank, thanks for being on. I really appreciate it. I want to shift gears now because I got something I want to talk about.
2: Uh, is it that- my stuffy nose?
1: Huh? What? My stuffy nose? About stuff? I'm no. I just want to talk about jujitsu, Phil.
2: Yeah. Kay? It's hard to breathe. Huh? What? <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about. Uh, whatever what do you want to talk about we're, going to, ta- <laughs>
3: we're,
2: we're going to talk about we'll we're
1: not talk talking about, about your cold and getting rid of it Phil no it won't go away do more Zycam for God's <sighs> sakes Phil's addicted to Zycam by the it's, way it's terrible <laughs> um, but but no I want to talk about Kasai Pro last night did you see any of it no it's on flow grappling Kasai Pro they had a uh, 16 man division
2: uh, I think it was 16 man Everybody, everybody who won's already lost to uh, Gordon Ryan, so that's true. It's irrelevant. See, now you're getting on the board. Uh, I like that. It was his Instagram post oh, this God. morning when I opened Gordon it up. Ryan's so
1: nuts. we are Gordon Ryan, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, so Cyborg won, but there's controversy, Phil. Okay. Nick Rod, Nick Rodriguez he won the same amount of matches as Mm -hmm. Cyborg. And that that was... So they won the same amount of matches, but Cyborg finished more of his, and that was the criteria on which he won.
2: More submissions? Yes. Okay. Come on. Let's hear it. What's your thoughts? I mean, that's that's controversy. How is that controversial? If that's how it's set up, he... One more, the way they want you to win.
1: I just really like Nick Rodriguez. I don't know I want why. It's because he's muscular. Because he's very muscular. And he trains with Gordon Ryan. Okay. I think you
2: know. So no controversy. However, Cyborg did bleed a lot. I did see a. I did see a video clip with him, like kind of frankenstein up. Yeah. He yeah. Said yeah. that okay. Lucas Barbosa cut him up. Okay. Pretty good. But that was a uh, great match. He was aggressive. David, that was aggressive David and soccer. Diane were there. Get out of here. Yeah. Because um, uh, he must have been in Texas. It was not Texas. Yeah, they were there. She got a picture with, I think it was Lucas Barbosa. Is he the no. Hulk? Huh? Who's the Hulk? Uh, um, um, Yeah, I think
1: that's Lucas Barbosa.
2: I think that, because I think it was the same guy when he, I saw a clip with no head wraps and then a head wrap. And this, it was the same dude, No, that's cyborg who he was going against. Oh yeah. I know who cyborg is. I don't know who he was going against. Was yeah. Um, but she got a picture with him and, uh, David was there and got pictures with people and stuff. So, okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: No, that was, uh, there was no controversy. Cyborg deserved to win it. And
2: yeah, it seems I like just,
1: it. Yeah, for sure. But you know,
2: even if those weren't the rules and that's how they had to decide, that makes perfect sense.
1: No, I think it was. I mean, no, there was. I think that was the rules. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't like they just made shit up. Yeah. You know. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, because I love was making a, shit up. Huh? You love making shit up. So I make ninety-five percent of my statistics up on the spot. That's true. That was just one of them. Listen, I to confirm. It's
3: entertaining, though. It's good
1: at that. Uh-huh. No, but uh, so 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 Philly, tell the folks out there if they uh, wish to do so, how
2: they can support us. Buy a rash guard t shirt, hoodie, and a patch. And uh, Instagram, YouTube. What's the other one? Facebook, We've been group. killing it on Instagram. Oh, we? all right. So, decent story for the Facebook group here because Patrick's been killing the memes and stuff. He has been killing me. He we're in the middle of a roll, and he just starts laughing. What's he laughing about? I didn't really think too much of it, but I'm like, you know. I, I assumed it was because, like, sometimes I'll, like, laugh or something when I see something coming and they do it. And I'm like, you know, you can't do anything about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, 30 seconds later, he goes, I haven't posted it yet, but I've made a meme. And I'm like. <laughs> that directly addressed the I don't know. Situation. I don't know if the situation, like, popped up and it made it, it made him think of it. I don't know, but uh, I'll see. Folks, later. I do you, Facebook. but I can't wait till Patrick. I haven't, me? I haven't opened up Facebook yet, so I don't know what it is.
3: Y'all's meme game is getting a little stronger. It's getting better. It's getting better. It's just
1: like jujitsu, Trey. You get better at memes the time. more memes you make.
3: There was one that I laughed out loud, I'm <laughs> not going to lie. Which I one? I snickered a little bit. I can't remember off the top of my head which one it was, but one I looked at and I was like, he's fucking good. I'm a meme guy. I like memes. I think they're funny.
1: Who doesn't? I mean, if you're, listen, I don't really want to know you. If you don't like memes, I'm just put it out there. I can agree with that. What are your yeah. thoughts on TikTok?
3: Um, no. I like the parts that are like ridiculous. No. Like the stupid, see, outlandish things. The he, people that take it seriously, it's no fun. But when you see people on there, there are some people and I, it's like some X-rated stuff that is <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. hilarious. There's this one guy. TikTok dude, after dark. There's this, there's this one guy. I'm not going to say his name so you can go look him up. But he... He just wants other adult men to come over and spend time with him in a very aggressive way. Oh, and really, he, and that's he posts hilarious. It, like videos of him, and it's super aggressive. Hilarious. <laughs> Ver- verbal aggression comes hilarious. out of this guy's voice. It's hilarious. So yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of people doing dumb shit. Yeah. And me laughing at it. Yeah. And me course. and my girl love people watching. So. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's a great, it's a great
1: pastime. There's some good people. You guys watching do all McDojo around. life. Oh yeah, it's the best. So.
3: It's yeah.
1: the best. Yeah. The best follow on Instagram. Oh, other than Nature's Metal.
3: Oh, yeah. Nature's is Metal is the best. But yeah. I'm just talking about McDojo Life because the memes. I mean, Yeah. Oh, the memes. Are dude, so much stuff.
2: To well, I think that guy's making a documentary. He is making a documentary. He should. There's so much.
3: It's
1: doing
2: crowdfunding Jargon out
3: there that people actually. And I didn't believe that people actually bought into it until you see these videos. And people defending them, too. Yeah. yeah. People are like, oh, this is real. It's like, no, no, no. It's not real.
1: How can you do that, man? How can you be part of something like that? Because then it's because then after you spend, you know, your year of doing it, then you get to be that person who who does the death uh,
3: chi. Did you ever see the guy, him and that guy slap box? Oh, God, that's terrible. Yes. It was frightening. But I I laughed a little bit, but I was like, that's.
1: It's terrible it's what happens yeah it's, it's what I happens. don't feel
3: bad for those people like nope. the people the guy that that guy that got eaten by that bear because he wanted to have a selfie with him. yeah I didn't feel bad for him no. I'm sorry that might be heartless but like if you try play man. dumb games you're gonna win those prizes yeah yep. it, yep. it, it, population control I guess
1: yes yeah, that's very true Give don't, them that do one don't take
3: selfies with bears <laughs> that's Your a life idea. great <laughs>
1: advice and uh, uh, for everybody out there Go out there and do something to make yourself better each and every day. Me, Phil, Trey, we all choose jiu-jitsu. We hope you do too.
0: I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hyped right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. All- yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh, slap it up, bump it, and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it goes. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game You're feeling the gross That's, That's time on the mat, we put in the work Believe it ain't easy, I know. You know But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll